Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre, Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Emma Callender. My name is Emma Callender and I'm the Associate Director at the Traverse Theatre and this is my chance to speak to writers about the process of writing. So we have a bit of an experiment today. We're doing our first remote Travcast. So I'm going to be speaking with writer Phoebe Waller-Bridge who's in London while I'm at the Traverse in Edinburgh. And Phoebe is a writer and an actress and her first full-length solo play Fleabag received an incredible response when it premiered at the 2013 Fringe Festival, winning a raft of awards and following nominations. So I'm very happy to welcome Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Hello. I'm good, thanks. What an incredible response. I know it's been a few years now, but it's just coming up to us at the Travis this week as a visiting company. So how has it been? It's been incredible. It's just the most amazing um, ride, really. It's one of those things when you have no idea how something's going to be. I mean, you never know how something's going to be received. And then it's just such a a gift and a perk that it um that people responded so much to it yeah mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming actually i can imagine so this was your first play yes it was yeah my first full length i'd written a couple of short plays um with my company and with vicky um jones who i run dry right with but mm-hmm. this was my first yeah it's actually because of vicky vicky um like really bullied me into it so i really have her to thank for, <laughs> for the fact that i wrote it fantastic I'd like to ask you a bit more about the process of how it came into being, because I understand it was quite a collaborative process for yourself and Vicky. So it'd be great to hear more about how it all came about. Well, I, um, uh, a friend of mine who runs a sort of storytelling night, um, Deborah Francis White, asked me to come in and do a sort of 10-minute piece of stand-up storytelling sort of thing. And I'd never done anything like that before. And um, so I was like, anything to do with stand-up, I was like, no way, that's the most <laughs> terrifying thing in the world. But then I sort of thought, no, you've got, you've got to, you've got to try, you've got to have a go. And um, so I wrote what sort of ended up being the first 10 minutes of Fleabag, and um, I did it at this night, and Vix came along, and um, uh, our uh, producer, Francesca Moody as well, was there, and um, someone there said, oh, you should take, you should make this into a full-length play and take it to Edinburgh, and they were kind of um, skipping out onto theatre. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And then Francesca obviously just went, yeah, right, that's a good idea. So she booked us um, the space. And then um, I just had a deadline, which is the biggest gift I think um, anyone can give you as a writer. And it was a kind of um, write something or just really embarrass yourself <laughs> in um, Edinburgh. And so I had about six months of um, tearing my hair out and being completely um, terrified. And um, I basically just started writing everything I could possibly think was uh, would be considered mildly amusing down for ages, like through like screaming panic attacks, and then would uh, I mean, really not exaggerating, was so hellish. Um, and I sort of knew that I really wanted to write um, something funny, so um, I really I was just writing down as much as, much, uh, as I could that I thought of any kind of anecdotal stuff or anything that I thought would make Vicky laugh. And then we got into a room. Um, about three, four weeks before we went to Edinburgh. And that's when the hardcore boot camp writing happened. And um, uh, it was sort of quite fractured because it was lots of a series of ideas. I knew I knew the, what I wanted an audience to feel, but I didn't, when they left the theatre, but I, I didn't quite know how to get there. So it was really 
um, Vicky, me, our amazing stage manager, um, Shah, and then um, Francesca in a room. And they, they were just sort of really, really pushing me to keep um, keep writing, rewriting, performing bits in front of them, going away. They locked me in a cupboard. I, I mean, it was really amazing having that team because it's the self-discipline and um, and the constant self-awareness of what I was writing that I found really challenging. And um, mm. having people who were just forcing you to write stuff and then say it out loud was um, was a big, um, big bonus. Mm. So it, it was... Um, I think you can feel it in the writing too. There's a dynamism that's there. It feels so active. I read it before I saw it and uh, the images that you create and the energy it just jumps off the page definitely makes sense that it was created through action rather than locking yourself away in a garret and just writing it. Yeah, yeah, well, because that's sort of so much of what's, because um, so much of what, what um, my ambition for it was was to keep to, to keep an audience on their toes as much as possible. And, that, um, and so having having um, these guys in the room, like I could see when they started getting really bored. <laughs> and um, because we were constantly, and it was lucky because also, obviously I was performing it. I think it's very different if you're writing something for other actors and it was only me performing it so I had the ability to actually constantly be rehearsing ideas um and and, they, and with a really honest trusting um constant small audience of these guys over those three weeks and um just just knowing when I saw the kind of the cloud of boredom slowly fade over their eyes I was just sort of really pushes you to keep you know to keep it mm. The piece is now being performed by another actress, Maddie Rice. How's it been watching your piece performed by someone else? It's just, everyone always asks me, is it weird seeing someone else do it? But it's not, it's the most thrilling thing because I was slightly worried. I mean, we were all slightly worried that it might have been so idiosyncratic to um, my performance that it would completely fall apart, maybe with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, it was uh, a bit of a cheat. But it was the best, the best thing about it was, when Maddie first came into audition, I mean, she, it just—it just sounded like a completely different play to me because she brought complete, uh, completely her own thing to it, and um, she made it sort of stand up um, on its own with her, and it was just like such a relief. <laughs> and um, and yeah, that she was just—it's um, just amazing to watch her do it. She she brings a whole new thing to it, as well as delivering everything that you know that was in my heart about it as well so because now you're the writer solely rather than the writer performer yeah which means i can have a beer before the show <laughs> like, <laughs> go in and sit down and you know and kind of get Watch a little bit else yeah do the hard work <laughs> yeah the first time we went to go up to uh, birmingham rep where um, we had a couple of previews and it was the most surreal feeling of hearing the pre-show um, sound effects and everything and everything in my body was like making like it was sort of twitching like get on stage get on stage I was going to clamber over the audience um <laughs> waiting for my cue light and then um but then Maddie came on and I could just slowly get sozzled and laugh at yeah. the funny faces she was pulling I'd like to ask you about the character of Fleabag I'm sure this is a question that you're asked quite often because she's not a character I've seen before on the stage I know that it's been said that you were trying to write and create an antidote to the characters that are most often available to women to perform. So what was the inspiration? Where did she come from? Um, I think from, from that frustration, I mean, I suppose, the, particularly in comedy, I feel that there's a sort of limited range of what, what um, actresses end up sort of going up for and they're usually a kind of straight woman or they're kind of someone that the main guy 
either it wants to shag, so it's hilarious watching him try and shag her, or he really doesn't want to shag her, and that's hilarious, apparently. And um, <laughs> I was just getting very um, frustrated because I really want to do comedy, really want to engage in comedy, and um, and that imbued with my kind of fury with um, the kind of casual. Uh, sexualization of uh, women everywhere and how I felt that was affecting me. Those two kind of came together mm-hmm. um, in a kind of rageful comedy <laughs> um, stand-up sort of character. I guess um, that's really... Um, and it was really impulsive about the kind of things that I wanted to um, say on stage and just wanted to feel what it, would, what it would be like to sit on stage and say things that were contradictory and dirty and hopefully funny you know in front of um people who don't normally hear women talking like that so mm. that was the real that's sort of, and actually that's sort of post-rationalizing it as well because i think i think at the time it was very very impulsive it was just that sense of like oh what if i said that and then jones going you can't say that and then her going oh you've got to say that you know, it's like, <laughs> it was so much of that and it was so much of getting um that sense of when we'd say we can't you can't do that. And then realising, of course you can, that's what theatre's for. And How wonderful. She feels like she's a wonderful challenge, you know, like she's laying a gauntlet down to the audience. That's what really excites me about the relationship between the audience and the stage is just that it's so live throughout. It's also really interesting hearing your uh, writer's voice and what you wanted as an individual to explore and express but you've been able to encapsulate that in a character so strongly that there's no moment where I feel that this is a manifesto from the writer coming through. You've been able to dramatise it all. What a challenge. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's so part of the, the, the kind of stuff that we were doing with the theatre company before. I mean, had so many amazing lessons of how to, um, to try and tell stories without having to le- lecture or talk about issues without lecturing. It is about five years of... Um, experimenting with our theatre company with other playwrights and challenging like how do you make an audience feel this how do you make an audience feel that with all these kind of short nights and and just learnt so much and so there was a real yeah real discipline in keeping it um, keeping it nice I'm really pleased that that came across for you that's definitely part of the response that you got so how has this response affected you then as a writer I know you're still acting as well as writing but after Fleabag and after receiving all of the wonderful praise, how did you feel that affected how you felt yourself about being a playwright and your process? I think you get, I, got, I had a really schizophrenic response to it because at the time it's it's so um, it was so unbelievable to us that that as a company anyway that we'd taken up a play that I'd written a play that it was a play because it felt like it was just me sitting on a stool kind of. Um, it sort of didn't feel like, like my idea of a play was other people and <laughs> talking to each other on stage. So um, I strangely didn't really feel like a, a sort of playwright for for most of the, the time. Um, but then when, when I sort of been spoken about like that, people were sort of saying, um, telling me like, oh, you're a playwright now. <laughs> mm. One level I was like, well, that's amazing. And I really believe, believed it. Um, and still, <laughs> but also it, it imbued with so much, imbued with so much confidence because you realise, oh my god, I have a, I've got a new thing that I, I want to be now. I want to be a playwright, and then you sit down and you go, oh my god, I don't know how I did it. Right. Um, I don't know how I, and then you, so on one level it gives you those confidence, gave me those confidence, and on the other level it really um, terrified, uh, really terrified me. Cause it's like, oh shit, people think of me in that way now, so I've got to write another play. Mm. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> so are you writing another play? Um, I have got, yeah, I've got 
a play that I really, really want to uh, write. It's sort of about a family. It's sort of, again, a very um, really basic idea, like women on stool talking. This is kind of like family talking. Right. <laughs> um, but there's... Um, but again, it's just like that impulse of like I just feel like I want to write about um, a family sort of tearing each other apart and adoring each other at the same time, and that's that's kind of. Um, but it's it's um, very much just what I'm doing on sort of random evenings rather, and sort of ended up more in, in TV since Fleabag. So I'm kind of burning the tips of my fingers at the moment trying to get things in for TV deadlines. How does that fit with your sense, with your new sense of being a writer? with the differences between theatre and television, how's that feeling for you? They feel very similar processes or very different? No, it feels really different. Um, I think the the biggest shock was how much you have to structure things up front before you get to do the fun dialogue writing uh, in TV. Um, I'm so bad at structure. And most writers I've spoken to say they find it the hardest bit. Um, and I actually... Um, structured Fleabag after, afterwards. So I wrote all the bits that I knew I wanted um, and then went back and sort of tried to string together um, all the bits I knew I wanted to say, so to speak, um, and then tried to find the story out of what I, the material that I'd written. Right. Um, and it's not possible to do that in TV at all. You have to know exactly what's happening um, at every moment and you have to you haven't really got a captive audience either so you have to think about it in a um uh, i can't really describe it it's sort of just the pressure to to have built it all before you can put the all the interesting nuanced stuff in yeah. seems like the wrong way around for me so that's a, it's a really big um learning curve um mm-hmm. i mean once you've got the structure it is fun writing it all in but Oh, God. The fun bits, like writing characters um, impulsively, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. I, much find, I find theatre much much more e- easy, actually. And sometimes I take a break from the, the TV thing that I'm writing and just, like, write a bit of a play. Right. <laughs> like, a bit of a way to chill out. Keep you refreshed. Fantastic. So what, what I'd love to finish with is by asking you, with this um, sense of frustration and the anger that's definitely at the heart of Fleabag. Was there anything cathartic in the writing and performing of it that's changed how you feel about the world around you or your place within it? Yeah, so much. God, um, there's a line at the end of the play when she says either, um, I can't, God, what is it? Either everyone feels like this a little bit um, or, I'm, or I'm completely alone. Mm. And, um, and they're just not talking about it once. And that was really... Um, even though the things that she's necessarily talking about in, in, um, but based on that I've been feeling and thinking, but it's very similar to them. And mm. that, I suppose that really was the cry of the piece for me and mm. the thing that Anne Vix is also sort of going, uh, are we not, oh, is, not, is everyone not really bummed out about, <laughs> about um, how so many women are feeling and so many men as well, but well, and about sex and, and our relationship with it now. And, and um, so it did feel like a risk of like, I don't I don't don't know if anyone's going to feel the same. Um, I thought maybe it was just our little gang, mm. and um and it it just turns out they do it they do and it's just it just made me fall in love with like theatre so much more as well because it's such you can talk to your audience afterwards mm. um and it's one thing like reviews and stuff like that afterwards but especially in Edinburgh when you're just bumping into your your audience everywhere mm. um. And people just coming up and just talking to you about your play and how they how it affected you and stuff. I mean, 
I just sort of want to drink tears for so much of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, guys, thanks. Not only did they come, they come and talk to you. And, um, and just amazing sort of strange responses. Like some girls are just going, I don't get it. Like I just, from, from that, going, I don't get it at all. I don't, I don't see why is this girl so screwed up. And then to me, meeting girls afterwards, you know, there was one girl, the best one, who you know, was just crying outside the theatre. I didn't really, and then her boyfriend came up to me rather nervously and said, um, we just saw your cake. My girlfriend's crying quite a lot, and I, I have no idea why. Can you come up and talk to her? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the poor guy was so confused. He was like, I just thought it was quite funny. I don't know why she's so upset. <laughs> and I went to talk to her. I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. She was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just crying. And, it's, and, I was like, and she sort of said that it was because um, she had felt the similar way to feedback. And, and then to me, so she was the best moment of me. Woman crying. That was yeah. That was the kind of that was the pinnacle moment when she said that. She said, you know, into my eyes, she said, I, I felt that as well, and that was a really amazing moment of actually, yeah. That's it's very cathartic. Wonderful. Oh, it's been so great to hear from you. Oh, it's great to talk to you here this weekend as well. It's yeah, uh, Travis. Yeah, and Maddie's. I saw her uh, last weekend in uh, in London. Well. She's 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 just she's so amazing. She's blindingly good. She's gonna really love, love her. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. No, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.